Are you a sports fanatic or a bandwagoner? Are, are you a kind of person who knows all the stats or are you more interested in the stories of heroes and villains and of personal redemption and that whole storyline aspect? I mean, that's kind of more of the, the sports fan that I am. And it's kind of the reason that so many people are paying so much attention to the early rounds of the masters because it's all about, you know, personal redemption, you know, can Tiger Woods and his bionic legs survive, you know, it doesn't even matter if he makes the cut because it's, it's all about the stories. And there are so many stories in the, in the world of sports. We've got the Raptors who are, you know, heading to the postseason, And of course the big news today is the return of the Toronto Blue Jays, Jays home opener today. And it's not only about what this means for the team, what it means for sports, but also the story of redemption, not only for the team, but a city itself, a story of a city that is reemerging from the worst of the pandemic. The Jays spent all of 2020 in Buffalo because of the pandemic and then began 2021 in Dunedin, Florida, before moving to Florida, and then finally back to Toronto, where they spent the last two months of the season only to miss the playoffs on the season's final day. So is there redemption? Is there a redemption story in this year's playoffs or in this year's baseball season? To talk more about that, I am pleased to welcome to the program Rob Longley, who's a post-media journalist covering the Toronto Blue Jays. Rob, how are you? Opening day, it's always a sort of a highlight of the year, isn't it? Especially this year. It, it is, and it's different this year because of all of the things that I talked about, the fact that we haven't had a, hope, a home opener for so long, what is it about today that is more significant than any other home opener, you think? Well, it is, as you said, redemption. And, and I think it's always celebration. And I think we'll certainly, it'll be even more celebratory uh, today because of the absence. It's been more than a thousand days now since they've uh, played a true home opener in Toronto back in uh, March of 2019. It's been more than a thousand days since there's been more than 30,000 people in the Rogers Center for a baseball team. And, and as you mentioned, I mean, this team has grown in popularity once again over the last two years, but it's, but it's fan base has done it as absentee fans. And now they get a chance to, to unite in, in a place that's been familiar to them, whether on TV or whether they've been there in the past. And they get to go there and they get to celebrate and they get to do it on a Friday night and they get to do it with a team that's expected to be a World Series contender. So there's so many layers to it all coming together in what, what I think is really going to have a, a celebratory feel at, at the Rogers Center tonight. All right, well, Rob, let's play a cocktail party uh, chatter here. You know, I, it, let's say uh, I, I'm at a cocktail party. I may not have a mask on. <laughs> and and, and I, I need something to say that makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about with the Toronto Blue Jays. Give me a couple of things I can just kind of bandy about. You'd probably start by saying something like, boy, that Vlad Guerrero Jr. You think he's going to hit 50 home runs this year? What about Bo Bichette? Is he the short shortstop of the future? And is this pitching rotation as good as it's ever been since Roy Holiday has been there? Those are three good talking points that would, would sort of get it going, I think. I, and what are you seeing? It's such a long season. And, you know, it just it seems like every time we begin a season, we begin obviously with a lot of hope. And then it just sort of grinds out. It's a long, long process here. Yeah, it really is. I mean, six months of regular season games to get through 162 of them takes spans over 180 days it's it really is a grind and that's why you know as much as the players are excited to be back here playing again like there is a sort of an element of caution to it because what happens in in uh, March and April 
generally doesn't necessarily matter all that much at the end of it. I mean, the Jays made their late run in, in September last year, and September seems to be the month that matters. I mean, they all they all are of equal value in the standings, but you can't get too high or too low when you get 10 games through a 162-game season. So it's, it's really sort of a, a marathon in a lot of ways. Um, players are going to ride out slumps and ebbs and flows of strong stretches at the plate. They're going to r- ride out injuries, whether they're the nagging type or the ones that get them on the, on the injury list. And it just plays out over a long summer. And I think that's, you know, one of the beauties of baseball. You can, you can pick up a game in the third inning on, in the middle of July, or you can watch the entire game in the, at night on, in August. It's, it, you, can, you can pick it up and drop it wherever you want. It's always going to be there because it's, there's so much to it. And it's such a long season. And I think that is one of the broadest appeals of baseball right now. When you're, when you're a journalist covering the Jays, I mean, how do you, how do you put that in context? Because like, as you say, you could have a, just a disastrous June, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're out. Well, there's an infamous quote from one of my colleagues at the, uh, the Toronto Sun who wrote a lead after the Jays, I think it was in back in 2013, one of those years where there were sort of high expectations and the Jays lost their first game. And it, like I said, it's one of 162, but his lead was one down, 161 to blow. Now, that's a little harsh, right? I mean, I, I think you have sort of have to evaluate things as they go. I think really you don't get a true indication of what you're seeing with a team until you get to Victoria day. So that's a good six weeks into the season. Now, if you start one in 10, you put yourself in an instant hole that, that is a little bit more difficult to climb out of, but because of the volume of opportunities to do it, it's, it's, it's really no cause for panic. And by the same token, if, if, if you start on a, on a big winning streak, you go eight, eight or eight, eight and oh, or nine and one or something like that. I mean, it's good for ticket sales, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the world series. So as a, as a baseball fan, you kind of have to be patient and, and enjoy it for each each day as it is, and then hope that the collective uh, balances out at the end and, and you have a playoff team. I'm speaking with Rob Longley, who's a post-media journalist who covers the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Who are the teams that we need to keep our eye on this season? Well, in the American League East, it's, you know, it's certainly one of the toughest divisions in baseball, and and you always have to look at the New York Yankees. I mean, I don't think they're as strong a team as they were last year, but they're, they're always a force and they always add players and they always have power. They added Josh Donaldson, who was one of the one of the greatest Jays of all time, was the MVP in, in 2015. Boston Red Sox, I mean, always, always a factor in the American League East. And the Tampa Bay Rays, who were World Series finalists last year. So those are three teams in a five-team division uh, that, that the Jays always have to watch out for. And that's why... You can't get too optimistic about even even as good as the, the Jays are right now or appear to be right now. It's a tough division and you do have to take care of business. You pay, play each of those teams 18 or 19 times over the course of the season. So a lot of it, a lot of success depends on how, how you do in, in your own division uh, more so than anywhere else. I remember when the Raptors season uh, first began, uh, you know, did some prognostication and the general consensus was they probably would you know, finish maybe within the play-in chances. and the, the, Not a lot of people expected them to do as well as they did. So I guess the question is to you at the beginning of the season for Jays, where do you see them at the end of the season if you want to go out on a limb? Well, I see them in the playoffs for sure. I mean, I mean, not for sure. There's no guarantees in sports, right? <laughs> um, but I mean, they, they won 91 times last year and they missed, missed by a game. Um, and they're a better team than they were last year. And two more teams go to the playoffs this year than last year. So I think anything less than a, than a than a playoff berth would be a disappointment. Not just not just for fans, but I mean, 
what has impressed me about this team, I spent three weeks with them down in, in spring training and internally, like the, the expectations that they have are the ones that they place on themselves. Like they think that they're that good and they believe it and they're putting those expectations on their own backs. So I think they would be crushed if they, if they, if they miss the playoffs this year, you know, all things being equal that people stay healthy and, and whatnot. But yeah, I think anything, anything short of a playoff uh, appearance would be a disappointment. And I think that's exciting. I mean, we haven't really had that since 2015, 2016. And I think you could make the argument. It's hard to say. Blue Jays fans love Jose Bautista and Josh Donaldson and Edwin Encarnacion, but there's something about this team that may be even a little bit more likable. And it's just, it's more of the, the fun that they have, right? Like the, the youthful exuberance to use sort of a bad, uh, cliche but they, they just seem to have a lot of fun doing it. and that draws in fans I mean my daughter who's just recently become a Blue Jays fan she's 23 years old she's on on a flight from Calgary this morning for opening day and the flight is full of Blue Jays fans like this is the coast-to-coast -coast appeal of this team is, is really something else and I think they draw in a lot of younger fans and I think that goes back to my point this team has a lot of fun they enjoy what they're doing. They're, they're exciting to watch. They're good television. And it's the longest running TV series you're going to have in a season. <laughs> Rob, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, any, anytime, Alan. It was great.